Today is the second Easter holiday, and in Poland we call this day Śmigus Dingus, or Wet Monday. And traditionally, we pour or throw water on each other on that day. Now Śmigus Dingus is integrated with Roman Catholic Easter festivities, but it's a ritual that has pre-Christian origins and is connected with the celebration of March equinox. So Śmigus Dingus was an element of pagan Slavic rituals that symbolized cleansing, transition, and rebirth from winter lethargy to a new life in spring. In the beginning, there were two separate rituals, actually. Shmigus meant throwing water and spanking with young willow branches, and Dingus meant that you could escape from both by handing in painted and colorful eggs called pisanki, also a pagan tradition, symbolizing the annual revival of nature. Until today, Mainly the traditional throwing of water on another person survived. And this is what all Schmigus Dingus is now about. So, water. By coincidence, I was reading yesterday a book by Karolina Sulej, Rzeczy Osobiste, Personal Belongings, which is a material history of objects during World War II, and more specifically, of objects in Nazi camps. And I came across a chapter on water. Sule says that sometimes getting some water, even very little, was more crucial for prisoners, especially female prisoners, for surviving than getting food. Because having water would give them the impression that they can still have some dignity when they can wash their bodies and their clothes, even if only in dirty, muddy water. Having a little bit of water was returning them their sense of agency and humanity. Access to water was a serious issue in Nazi camps, and lack of it became one of the methods of stripping the prisoners of their drive to survive. Interestingly enough, lack of access to water was also gendered according to Soleil. While male prisoners could still feel manly, even dirty and wearing disgusting mismatched clothes, women, who were always socialized to be clean, beautiful, well taken care of and fragrant, were more humiliated while devoid of their femininity. Indeed, Water is an important matter and a metaphor for feminist and queer phenomenology. It's associated with other. It symbolizes change, fluidity, flow, non-binarity. Also, figures associated with water are of significance here for constructing non-binary queer identities and representations. For example, mermaids or sirens. So someone without genitals, but also someone half-human, half-fish, or half-human, half-bird as sirens are represented in Greek mythology. So these days I'm thinking a lot about how to keep this cultural heritage without adding the layer of religious meaning to it, or how to return these Catholic appropriations back where they came from. Is it even possible? Some people claim it is not feasible anymore, and they cut themselves completely off of all of them. But I think that culture and tradition are not given to us once and for all. Rather, they are constantly informed by our actions and so that they can also be actively changed and reshaped, preventing us from being suddenly stripped and impoverished of our culture.